This is Meg Tilton at the ACAL Life, and you are listening to A Cup of Joel, the first Sunday of the month special edition where I interview my friend Joel Harper. This month, we are talking about the movie The Quiet Place and the importance of family in each of our lives. Enjoy. This is the ACAL Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Good morning. Good morning, Joel. How are you today? Happy Memorial Day, Meg and all of our Two dozen listeners. Yes, yes, they will be hearing this after Memorial Day. Of course, of course. We're of we're course. ahead of the game on this one, as so. we always are. <laughs> yes. So you said you were uh, before we were talking before we started. You said you were going to go to the beach, but there's a hurricane, so now you're not going yes, to the beach. Yes, I guess it's tropical storm Alfredo sauce Alfonso. <laughs> I don't know. One of this is A, which is kind of scary to already have a named storm at the A level. Usually you don't get there until like J or K. Right. Well, that um, means it's the first of the season, right? It's the beginning of the season. We've already got one brewing. Wow. Isn't that early? It seems very early. I think it's early. I think, I don't recall growing up here, hurricanes and tropical storms coming in this early in the year. Yeah, they don't usually come till the fall, I think. That's right. That's right. That's right. You have your tornadoes and we have our hurricanes you know i'm trying to decide which one i'd rather have i think i'd rather take the uh hurricane you know it's coming oh, yeah. you know well, like yeah that's there right. is that's some right. there is some yes warning there. yes 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 but well i'm pleased that you're talking to me this morning because you went to see a quiet place you know what i did joel and, and i was not happy as we left <laughs> to go see the movie because we couldn't see it till really late one night right and i was super tired that day so i fell asleep on the couch and then i had to you know get myself up and be like where am i and now i'm gonna go see this creepy movie creepy movie yeah but you have to know something about myself Joel, is that I can't go into a creepy movie anymore not knowing what happens, so I read the plot line ahead of time. Oh, did you do that with this movie? <laughs> boom! Boom! Oh, I know. I shouldn't have, but I did. You should not have. All right, so but... we're doing true confessions here. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm with glad. my wife and son, and the whole time they're scared to death, and I'm faking being scared to death it's like oh yeah this is what happens right now <laughs> yeah because that first scene with the little boy if you didn't know what was going on you'd be like what is happening let me tell you normally i mean we all play these little mind games with ourselves but in in hollywood kids are kind of was it sacrosanct is that the word sacred you don't That's kill a big a, yeah all right plot spoilers people here all right so yeah too bad you don't kill children you can scare children and you know they can scream but you don't kill a child in a movie it's so rare right and in this movie in the very first scene they've killed a child right 
And, and see, because you have that in your head, oh, the children are always safe. I find when I watch other movies, when there's a scary scene with a kid, you kind of know, okay, nothing bad's going to happen. But in this movie, they broke that rule. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, anything can happen. Anything goes, mm-hmm. which I think really played well. It, it, they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was heartbreaking though. Of course. Mm. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's one of the things we want to talk about today in a, in a gospel context is that plot point. Another yeah. interesting point of the movie that I didn't see during the movie, I read about it afterwards. I've only seen it once. So I haven't mm-hmm. gone back to see it twice. Was at the very beginning scene, they're in that grocery store, which is pretty much empty. Right. Except the potato chip aisle was full. And I didn't realize that. I need to go back again and see oh, it. Oh, that's interesting. Because nobody was going to buy potato chips because they make noise. Right. That's so yeah. interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that either. See, I, I, I mean, who was looking for that? <laughs> You're just like in the beginning, see, like, why are they whispering? Why are they walking in bare feet? Why is no one wearing shoes? Yes, that would make total sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy the movie? You know, I did enjoy it, enjoy it. I found it interesting that it was kind of a... You know, they call it a horror movie, but I don't think it's a horror movie. That's not what I would classify as horror. Correct. Like, to me, horror is like blood and guts and creepy things. Slasher movies, Friday the 13th and that genre. Yeah, I mean, this was like creepy, but not... Scary, yes. Yeah, suspenseful, like you said before. Suspense, It is just, I would classify it as a suspense movie, not a horror movie. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the reason I wanted you to watch it, other than just the sheer joy I have of seeing you scared and frightened. And <laughs> I didn't have to hold the man next to me's hand, just so oh, yeah. there was nobody next to me. So. Oh. <laughs> it's like Greg's like, why don't you hold my hand? Um, well, I wanted to talk about it because uh, during the movie, you know, I kept thinking about family because that's really the essence of the movie. It's mm-hmm. not, it's family and what a mom and dad do to protect their family. Right. Um, and in follow-up interviews with the, the Jim Halpert, the main character, John mm-hmm. um, Shishinsky, right. I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> he, 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 would, he kept saying that was the movie. The movie was about family and what parents, yeah. the, the lengths parents will go to to protect their family. But in the case of the mom, the lengths that parents go to to give their children a normal life. Mm-hmm. as much as possible, even that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, because after the child dies, you know, the little f- screen shows like uh, 400 more days have passed or whatever, a year right. has passed. Mm-hmm. And the next, very next scene, there's the mom pregnant. And maybe like you, I was like, what? What? Mm-hmm. She got pregnant? Mm-hmm. In that environment? Who would bring a child into that environment? Mm-hmm. But you see... No, the mom is like, we will progress as a family and we will play Monopoly as a family mm-hmm. and we will do outings as a family. We will be a family no matter what our circumstance. I was very, and, and the director and the wife, Emily Blunt, kept saying they thought that's why that movie resonated with people. Mm-hmm. You know, and this, the scary kind of just gave the amplification of, wow, what would you do? Meg and Greg, what would you do, Joel and Christy, mm-hmm. to protect and to enhance your family's 
quality of life in such a horrible, horrible set of circumstances. So I think, well, I think we see, I don't know if this is what you're going to say, but I think we see examples of that now. Sure. Right. Like, I mean, you see these, uh, like when I was growing up, there was all those pictures of people starving in Africa and yet they had children. Right. Right. And they traveled miles and miles and miles to get their children help. Yes. Yes. But I'm like, why are you having babies during a famine? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons, but, you know, lack of birth control and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But they still were willing to have children, you know? Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, The gospel perspective, I thought we, you and I could banter about today, you know, is, is, you know, well, there's always the cliche that we hear, you know, God comes first and family comes second and church comes third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family comes first and, and other cliches. And, you know, in the gospel perspective, you know, just what does that mean? And, and how do we pull that off? Um, mm-hmm. Many of us have callings where family doesn't come first mm-hmm. uh, for hours and hours and hours at a time. Heck, it didn't have to have a calling for that to happen. Home teachers, buddies and teachers, all it takes is one phone call and it's like, okay, kids, plans got to go on hold. We have to run off to Susie's and, and, and help her out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and do we, do we ever feel guilty mm-hmm. that we're not spending enough time with our kids mm-hmm. because of work obligations, because of church obligations? Mm-hmm. Um, but if God comes first, how else can God come first except by serving one another? Because mm-hmm. God physically isn't here for us to go to and spend time with him. Mm-hmm. He says, no, you, you love one another. We've had a, those conversations on these podcasts before. I don't know, man. You can talk all day about this stuff. But I just kind of would like your perspective and others' perspectives on, mm-hmm. you know, to what extent in the, from the gospel point of view, does family really come first? Well, I think that family does always come first, but that doesn't mean that we always, uh, how should I say this? Spend our time with them? (laughs) We'll spend every waking moment with them or give them everything that they want. Right. True. Like, I think that I was talking to a friend a while ago and she's read a book and I wish I knew the name of the book. But she says, basically in this book, they talk about how our society has become so child centric. Uh Uh-huh. And how that's probably not actually a good thing <laughs> because yes. uh, children have never been child-centric in society generally, which had its drawbacks, you know, disadvantages for children, obviously, because yep. child labor and all that. Right. Like, there's certain True. things that have really become a long way. But I think too many times in too many families, you put the children's needs ahead of everybody else's. And... That sometimes needs to happen, but I think it needs to happen much less than we see it happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. True. So, so because, you know, Johnny's throwing a fit and wants something from the store, doesn't mean I'm going to go drop everything right. and go get it for him. Agreed. Or I because agree. they're saying, I'm bored. You need to entertain me. Right. No, I'm not going to do that. So... I think it just is this really 
being in tune with your children and with your family and what your family really needs as opposed to on one extreme totally neglecting them and then on the other stream just catering to them all the no, time. Agreed, agreed. I guess so. you know, two points I want to make to our listeners. Point number one is obviously it is good for kids to see mom and dad go away to mm-hmm. serve others. Mm-hmm. It is good for kids to see dad go to a church meeting or mom go to a church meeting mm-hmm. and not be home. Even when the kid says, oh, but I wanted to play this game with you, mom. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, junior. So that is that is a very good thing. Um, and of course, you know, the second point we want to make, which ends all podcasts, because it's always the final answer, is the Holy Ghost will be your guide. Mm-hmm. Really, people, really, yes. really. There are times where you have to say no to a church calling in deference to your family. And then there's times the Holy Ghost will say no. The opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, which is, again, as I've said to you previously, you know, my mom had a dumb quote growing up, which isn't dumb. You know, if Joseph Smith had put family first, he would not have been in Carthage jail. Right. Well, the Holy Ghost told Joseph what to do, and right, they lost their dad. But in the scheme of things, right. God does come first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, too, you have to have a real, def- uh, maybe a shift of definition of what it means to be in a family and what that really entails. I think a family is there to support you in your activities. And I don't think a family is there necessarily to make everything that you need happen for you. It's just to support you in your life. And I think, too, I think you can see this a lot in marriages where we think that, oh, when we get married, we're going to be whole and that I'll be completed. And I'm like, no, you need to come (laughs) into the marriage as an individual person that just happens to be choosing to continue their path with this other person. Yes. And so yes. really, as you raise children, you need to help them be like, you have your life, like this is your life and this is your life and this is your life to all your kids. But we're doing this life together to help and support each other. But sometimes yep. that means that our help and support says, bye, go have fun, see how right. you do. <laughs> right. We'll come help you. Like in that movie, there was that one scene where the dad was going fishing and the little boy didn't want to go with him. Right. And his mom was like, no, you need to go with him. Like this is part of being in a family and helping your dad. And I know you don't want to go because you're afraid or, um, you know, maybe you don't want to be with your dad by yourself or whatever. I, I didn't quite get what that relationship was. But she was like, no, you have to do this. This is something that's important for yeah. us to have you do. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Another point um, we should, I want to bring up, get your reaction to mm-hmm. is, is this notion, you know, we've always heard it said about sometimes usually more men than women. He's married to his job. Mm-hmm. His career came first. Mm-hmm. Um, we all kind of poo poo men like that, you know, shame, no work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't like his wife, didn't like his family, spent too that's mm-hmm. used his office as an excuse to stay away from the, mm-hmm. the old ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can see that in the church context too, can't we? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you know, run across a guy who doesn't like, I don't, I don't know because you can't ask him, but I'm thinking, don't you not like your family? You're, you're a church too much. Mm-hmm. You're using your church calling. Like some of us use our work job mm-hmm. to avoid our family or family life or invest in the, 
in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, j- just as wrong. I don't know. What do you think? Well, okay. So I'm going to bring up some a con- kind of a controversial point of view, but I think sure. that in the church, this is very um, gender biased. Elaborate. Uh, so I think in the church, like it's great if a man goes and gets a job and then he's a bishop and he's, you know, serving on his local community's public, you know, yeah, board, school board, board, board. and then he's like, the, and then he's also like the soccer coach for his kids, right? He can right. be all of those things and still be an amazing man and father and yes. bishop and, you know, amazing at his job. But if a woman goes and has a job and is on the school board and has a big church calling, then I think people would say, You're neglecting mm, your family. You're neglecting your family. Ah. So I think in the church, it's some somewhat gender specific. Like, because I really do think that we think that, you know, men who do this, this is great. This is totally what yeah. they're supposed to do. And we're supposed to. Su- and I'm not against that. that that's the I thing. I follow you. I'm not against that at all. But I'm like, so what if a woman's like the Relief Society president and she has a job and she has six kids? People yeah. would be like, how's she doing it? Right. I don't understand this. Like, I don't that's think right. that that's right. Right? That's right. Another thing, too, that I've kind of found just in the line of work that I'm doing now is that I was talking to a girl and she is starting starting up a business. And she said one of her friends was like, so why do you really want to do this? Like, why is this so important to you? Like it's going to take, essentially she was saying it's going to take time away from your family. Right. And I said to her, I said to this friend, I said, well, look at it this way. Look at how skewed we can kind of make this seem that if you were doing this, cause she's in the line of genealogy work. Mm-hmm. Like if you volunteered for 20 hours a week, helping people with their genealogy, putting your kids with babysitters, people would right. think you're amazing. Yeah. Like you're awesome. But you take those 20 hours and you're making money putting right. your kids with a babysitter. That's not so great. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right? You know, the, so, yes, the, the default is the family has to be taken care of. Right. So the gender bias is the man can all do all those things because he's got a good woman at home making sure the family is taken care of. When the woman does all those things, no one's assuming the man is staying at home. They right. just assume, well, the man's also out there doing the man thing. So no one is watching the kids. And that's really the woman's primary job. Because I read the proclamation of the family, and that's what it said. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I <laughs> and I think, though, it comes back to what you said earlier. It comes back to following the Holy Ghost. Yes. Right? Because some women, God may have a calling for them to work outside of the home, to use their talents in that way. And if they have a really supportive husband who's like, I mean, my husband and I do this ourselves. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I've been home with the kids all day and I need to do some stuff for my job. So you're in charge for the next three hours. Yeah. Right. Or I go out and get a babysitter for a day a week to watch my kids so that I can get other things done. I think a lot of times we think in the church that to run a successful family that you don't take any time away from your children as women, right? right? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I think every full-time stay-at-home of mom course. should put their kids in daycare for at least one day to get all the stuff done right. that 
they're doing with their kids around anyway. So are you really paying attention to your kids when you're vacuuming and dusting and trying to get your grocery shopping done and trying to, like, you're not. Like, you, I know. You, and, and the naysayers or not naysayers, but yeah. the argument as well, they're still, they're, you're still in the home with your kids. Right. And, and there's always value to that, but no. Yeah. But Moderation. I'm like, yeah, totally. You know, and really following the spirit as to what. Yeah your job is and what heavenly father knows is the best path for your family and everybody Correct. in that family yes and point number four to you and me and our listeners is we have to stop judging how others structure their family life because we just don't know that mom may be on the verge of a nervous breakdown if she doesn't hire that babysitter mm-hmm. two days a week or whatever Right. Or their finances are such that they got to both be pulling in these jobs or who knows what. Or you know what? Maybe they're just bad parents. Maybe mm-hmm. we're right all along, but we still shouldn't be judging like that. Right. Yeah. Love. Love first, people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just focus on your yes. on your life because I get my life wrong so many times that I don't yes. need to be judging if somebody else is getting their life right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my kids have grown and gone. So a lot of these conversations, I'm like, oh, I wish I had known. You know, again, back to our our favorite movie, um, you know, The Quiet Place. And I just kind of thought, you know, did I do it right? And you're in the middle of it now. Mm-hmm. You know, are you providing your kids the, the best home life no matter what? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I want our listeners to watch that crazy movie. Well, I think there's always that question. You're always going to wonder, even when they're gone. Do you still wonder that? Did I provide them the best Oh, and, Well, and they still call every day, mostly to their mom, the daughters looking for advice. We're not out of the business yet. Right. But I don't think that any of us are ever going to do it perfectly, just like this right. family didn't. I mean, right. one of their children ended up dying. Yes. Right? And they were doing everything they possibly could to right. try and protect them. And yet right. there was still a mistake that happened. Granted, it yeah. was the other child that did that. Right. But, right, right. But still, you know, like he's probably like, why didn't I just take the batteries? Yes. You know, or, yes. you know, and then she said later in the, like, after the baby had been born mm-hmm. and she was crying she was like why wasn't i holding him that day why didn't right. i carry him my hands were empty yes. i should have done this yeah. so there's always going to be the i should haves like why yes. didn't i but i think you have to give yourself a lot of grace because i'm like i've never been a parent before i've never been a parent in this situation just like she was never a parent in a situation where they yeah. were walking home from the store and her son with, had accidentally with monsters in the woods, yeah. Yeah, and her son had accidentally taken this thing and put the batteries back in. She had never done that before. And yeah. so there had to be a lot of there has to be so much grace that we give ourselves as parents. Yep. That we're not doing it perfectly. Like my children didn't like they didn't weren't birthed with a manual. Like this is yeah. how you should parent me. Right. <laughs> Yes. I mean, yes. Heavenly Father does give us manuals. Like, he gives us pretty broad spectrum manuals yes. that cover all of us. But then we need the Holy Ghost to really specifically guide us 
yes. in individual yes. situations with our children. Perfect. One of the chapters in that unwritten manual that we all get when we have a kid is that is is the proper role of guilt. Mm-hmm. Guilt plays a good role. It is a self-inflicted litmus test just to stop us and, and make us think, wait a minute, am I not spending enough time with the kids? Or I'm not doing my calling enough. I'm feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't let it eat us alive. But the guilt has a very good role to stop us and make us think. Yeah, I love that because in my coaching, I talk about this sometimes like guilt is just a piece of information. Mm-hmm. It's it's just information like, hmm, is this really founded guilt? Because sometimes yes. we have a lot of unfounded guilt, right? Right. And so is this important? Like, let me look. Let me take a look. Like you said, like that litmus test. Do I need to spend more time with my family? Hmm. Yeah, I do. Because I've been at the office like late three nights right. a week and at my calling another night. This weekend, I'm going to say no to people and I'm right. going to do something with my family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. Guilt is a useful emotion to have. Yes. But it's one that we all too often kind of cave to. And well, then- and yes. And sadly, a lot of our guilt, well, you reacted this, a lot of our guilt is based on what we think others are thinking of us. Mm-hmm. And that's not ever healthy. Right. You know, am I really concerned about my family or am I concerned about how others are seeing me as a good mom? Right. Yeah, I think it's like what others think. And then I think it's also the question of what could have happened. What could have been different? Right. And so, like, I think as a mom, too, like, I look back. Like, I just had a recent experience where my I was getting my older two kids on the bus and my younger two were watching from inside at the window and I said, don't come out. Well, they never listen. Right. So right. the bus pulls up, they come out, they let the dogs out. So my little dog is like making a break for the neighbor's yard across the yeah. street. My neighbor started talking to me. My kids, my older two kids are running up to me, giving me a hug. And then all of a sudden one of my other neighbors yelled my name and I knew like it wasn't like, hey, I want to talk to you. It was yeah. like there's something wrong. Right. So like I whip around and my youngest is standing right in front of the bus. Yeah. yeah. And he'd closed the door. Like he yes. was ready to go. So I'm like, stop. Like right. you know, right. and I grabbed him and I went inside and I texted my neighbor later and I was like, Thank you so much. And I just cried because I'm like, what could have happened? Like, am I a bad mom because I had all these distractions? No, it's just like I had that guilt. It's like take that information. Okay, next time need to make sure I'm really concentrated on the little ones and that nobody's in front of the bus. That's what's really important. I mean, if the dog gets hit, sad, but (laughs) it's the dog. You know, like all I mean, right, Peta. No letters. <laughs> I mean, I love my dogs. Stride. I try everything I can to make sure they don't get injured. But I'm going to take the dog over my kid, right? So, yeah. Anyway, like I could look back on that and just hammer myself with guilt. Like I'm such a bad mom. Why didn't I? Or if something even had happened, I'm such a bad mom. No, you're human. You make a mistake. You learn from that mistake. Yeah. You go on. Yeah. You know, all of us have experienced that. And those of us who had large families, you know, I have to confess, there were times 
I would want my kids to behave a certain way because I didn't want the neighbors to think you had too many kids and you can't control them. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've those thoughts have ever crossed your mind in any kind of. When situation. I go to the store and my kids yes. are like, <sighs> yes, yes. Like the other day, I went to Target and my boys. Oh my gosh, I just had three of them at the yes. time with me. Yeah. And one was pushing a cart, and then the other decided I'm going to jump on the brother who's pushing the cart. Right. Well, that threw him off balance, and he's holding onto the cart, and there wasn't a lot in the cart, so the cart yeah. tipped backwards. Yes. Like banged into a shelf. Uh-huh. Luckily, we were on like a back row, like nobody was watching us. Right. But I was like, right. I did have that thought, like, what are people going to think? I know, that's right. That I'm not paying attention. I'm like, I'm trying to like focus yes. on this over here. And I'm assuming that my children will be good, that's right. which I should never assume with my boys. But yeah, like, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? I mean, first of all, it was like, I didn't want it to fall over on them because I was afraid they would get hurt. But then too, yeah. like this is going to make such a commotion and somebody's going to say something and it's going to be so embarrassing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you have to be careful. So another thing I want to say though about the quiet place is I cried in this movie because of that love for family. Uh Uh-huh. Even in that like tense situation, like just her, the mother's love for her baby, like what she did to make sure her baby was safe. Yeah. And then what he did to make sure his children lived. Like, yes. it was very touching. So. Very good. I liked. Very good. I, I thought if you, if you can get past the scary part, there's like some really Oh, oh. touching. Oh, that basement where that, where the rumor in was flooded. Yeah, and the and thing was in there. And standing in the water, that thing went under oh, the water. Oh, I know. <laughs> Although, you know, Greg is like, so Greg's the scientist, right? So this is the flaw that he sees in this movie. He's like, you're highly developed species of aliens. And you have this flaw that you can't see? Like, hello? (laughs) Like, what kind of, what kind of, this doesn't add up. Greg. I know. Party pooper. (laughs) I'm like, we're not, it's like watching a, an, a movie that has an airplane in it with my dad, who's a pilot. Like, yes. you never do it. That's yes. totally impossible. That would yes. never happen. That's I'm like, right. okay, well, you go in the other room because. Right. We're enjoying this movie. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he kind of picked that apart a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great it's a great movie i do recommend it to other people just to go and see that devotion to family and what you would be willing to do for your family correct to help them and have yeah 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 and then you know think about your own lives you know we always say god goes first well is there a difference between god and church there's how do you separate the two you spend your time serving God by serving your church and serving your fellow man. And sometimes that means you have to be away from home. Yeah. The Holy Ghost will help you find that right balance. Well, I think sometimes, yeah, like message for today, you can let your family take you away from God. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. That's right. That's swinging it the other way, isn't it? Yeah. So you can let like, oh, we need to bond. So we're not going to go to church. We're going to go boating instead. Or, um, we're going to do something else that is contrary to the commandments that God has given. Yeah. And 
those just don't if they aren't aligning with the commandments correct it's then you're worshiping somebody else and it yeah, can be your family yeah. your family well, can be your right. idol that's right you know maybe we'll conclude with this again all these are obvious statements but it helps to think about them god is our father and we are all his children our job as biological parents is to get God lends us our fellow brothers and sisters to raise on earth for 18 years. But our job is to get them back to him. They, they owe us nothing. Mm-hmm. They owe God everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if God says, I need you to go home teaching, leave my children, then that's right. Right. I mean, how many people it's, have you... Have you seen, though, that get totally abandoned by their families or disowned by their families or have to make a choice over going on a mission and their family and they choose the mission? They choose God. They choose what he wants them to do over their family. All the time you hear those stories. Yeah. 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 But the the great thing is, is that he's all powerful and all knowing. Right. So he's going to make it all good in the end. In the end, thank goodness. Yeah. So I'm thank not. Thank goodness. That was the one thing that I was like, I'm so glad I have the gospel watching this movie because even though that little boy died, I was like, well, you know, he can still be with his family if they were sealed, you know, yeah. and still have that blessing. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Good discussion. Yeah. Great. Okay. So this is for the month of June. How about July? What are we going to talk about? Have we talked much about repentance on this podcast? I don't think so. Well, why don't we go? Yeah, let's go back to a real basic thought. I've been thinking about repentance a little bit. Maybe we'll spend some time at the end of June and July talking about the uh, job number one, repent. Okay. You did talk about that in the last podcast with the first watch God, right? That he comes yes. when we repent. Yes, 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 yes. But I think it would be interesting to delve more into what is repentance. What yes. does that look like? That's exactly where I wanted to go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. What does that really mean when I've repented? Well, what does that actually mean? Yeah, it's like cool. applying the atonement. Like, what does it mean? Is it yeah, like nail polish? Yeah. Like, that's put right. it on? Like, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, do I accept Jesus in my heart? Well, how do I do that? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. I'm excited. All All right. right. Well, thank you, Joel. Take care. Have a good month. See you later. You too. Bye-bye. Once again, I'd like to thank Joel for putting up with me and coming on the podcast every month to be able to chat about just various subjects. I love how he brings in kind of everyday life Um, things that we're seeing in our pop culture, as well as just things that we deal with on a regular basis, and is always able to um, kind of facilitate a great gospel discussion in regards to that. I did mean to include this in the interview, but I kind of got sidetracked and uh, was focused on what we were talking about. But if you haven't seen The Quiet Place, this is just kind of a, a funny side note. My husband and I, when we went and saw the movie, we came home and one of our children came running through the house screaming and he just looked at me and said, we would have been dead. Yep. I think that our family may have lived like 30 seconds 
with these creatures invading our planet if it was a true thing that happened. I'm sure most parents out there can totally relate. So I hope if you haven't seen the movie that you go and see it, that you are able to enjoy the things that we discussed today about family and the importance of family and um, just how we need to really be juggling a lot and that our families do come first, but sometimes that doesn't always mean they they get exactly what they want or that they aren't sometimes actually put on the back burner for other important, more important things. So I hope you all have a great Sabbath day and a great rest of your week. And I will be back tomorrow with another episode of um, the ACAL Life. And I will see you then. Take care. Bye-bye.